This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. You know, Pasta Shade, it's been entirely too long since we've done something like this together. It's true, my old friend. It's too bad this storm has come up. I was hoping to get a clean recording, but I fear time is of the essence. Quite. Been following the carnival ever since you came by. It does lend itself well to some good Halloween atmosphere. Yes, there is that. Good evening, intrepid listeners, and happy Halloween to you. By now, you will likely have heard many stories I picked up on my travels, and perhaps the unusual circumstances that brought me these stories. But tonight, the last night of October, it is only fitting I arrive at the Carnival Saurian to collect one more tale from that spirit of Shopee himself, the Ringmaster. You're too kind. I do have a top-notch sideshow all lined up for you all, if I do say so myself. It's good. I, uh, I really think I may need it. It's getting worse. I know it looks bad, but I'm certain we can make things shift in your favor. It's just been a long time since I've seen a storm like this. It's hungry and angry and... I I really do hope what you have to offer tonight can provide some solace from the storm. Then we've not a moment to lose. If you will, intrepid listeners, allow me to escort you into our fortune teller's tent for our next performance. Many claim the power of precognition, but only a select few can glean the threads of fate so well that they know which to tug to change the path of not just one, but many lives. Here, pick a card. Oh, but don't tell me what it is until the story is done. Tonight's attraction will demonstrate such a power and the fearful repercussions of each action. As a joint venture between the Carnival Samhain and Midnight Marinera, we are proud to present our take on the Seer of possibilities. The Stars and Stripes, borne aloft by the wonders of science and the spirit of freedom. Wherever danger issues a mighty challenge, the Liberty Flyer will go. These are the tales of the Liberty Flyer. Ah, again? third time today. Hello. Yeah. Hello? I... Great. Recording. Yeah, hi, look, um, my internet has been spotty lately, and it just shut down. This is the third time. Yes, I tried turning it off and on again. That's a common... No, I'm calling you because I can't get service. So, uh, I can't do this via online chat. No, I don't know my neighbor well enough to ask that. 
Can't you just... Yes, that, that's all I want. This is supposed to be premium service, and I want my money's worth. Look, I, I know when something's wrong. The red light's blinking, none of the, none of the other lights are on, okay? Just reset it. What a nimrod. Ah, people these days, I swear to God. Hi, Jack. I need a favor from you. You're a very special person, and I know you'll help me. I can't ask this of just anyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Is this some kind of joke? Light's still blinking, so the net is down. Yes, Jack. I know this is weird for you, but I don't want you to worry. This is just a small, easy favor I need. I'll make sure you're rewarded. Ah, okay, I get it. This is an ISP prank or something. I should be nicer to the people on the phone. But I... Uh, I think we're done here. I know a text-to-speech program when I hear one. I'm pulling the plug. Yeah, there we go. Still here, Jack. How? I just unhooked the modem from... Everything! What the hell? I don't want you to waste any more of your time, so I'll get right to what I need. Tomorrow, when you go to work, I need you to move the large potted plant that's next to the elevator on the ground floor. All you have to do is pull it out three inches from the wall. If you do it at 8.17 a.m., nobody else will be in the area. I... Uh... Look, Jack. I'm asking you because I know you'll do it. You won't let me down. You're special. We'll talk tomorrow. Did I really just hear that? It was probably just a delayed message or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And how was it able to respond to my voice? Is my mic hooked up? Yeah, I don't remember. It's driving me crazy. That's weird. Lobby's normally busier than this. What time is it? 8.16 a.m. Voice set 8.17. And there's the plant. Just like always. Hmm. You see me if I moved it. Alright. Let's see what happens. Okay. I think that's about three inches. Don't know what the point is, but it's done. What the hell am I doing? This is dumb. I should get to the office. Morning, Jack. Good morning, Ellie. Got my coffee for me? Always. <laughs> Here you go. You're a sweetheart. Bless you. Just doing my civic duty, ma'am. So, how's things? Oh, not bad. You know how it is. My ex is being a pain. Still won't leave me alone. He should have taken the hint by now, you know, but he managed to get past my block on FB with a new account. Some people just don't know when to quit. Ugh, tell me about it. Worst thing he can do is go around calling me a slut, but everyone knows he's full of shit, and I'm the one in the right. <laughs> what a dick. What are you going to do about it? Just block and report him. He'll keep trying, I'm sure, but I don't have to let it get to me. I've moved on. I wish he could, too. Anyway, I had to blow off some steam after that, so I went out with some of my friends last night. I might still be a little hungover. <laughs> Got you your coffee just in time, then. You saved my life this morning. I am eternally grateful. Anytime, Allie. Say it. This is going to sound weird, but do you know anything about uh, remote hacking? That 
That's a weird question to ask. Why? It's just the oddest thing. Not even sure how to explain it myself, but you see yesterday. Oh, damn boy. Is that James? Yep. And he's hobbling. What's wrong, Mr. Bentley? You dropped that Mr. Bentley crap right now, Jack. Ugh. You know better. First name basis here is always. Me busting my foot doesn't change that. What happened? That damn plant they have in the lobby. Ran right into it. Twisted my ankle. Oh, God. James, you can barely walk. You need to go to the hospital. Oh, can't do it now. I have meetings all day. Too important to cancel. I'll just have to tough it out. Yikes. Nobody has the common sense to do something about it when there's a gap. Hey, Jack, are you okay? You look pale. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Just startled me is all. I, uh, better get back to my cubicle. Good idea. Better to stay on the boss's good side today. Same time tomorrow? Uh, same time tomorrow. Bye. Shit. That was my fault. I mean, a twisted ankle will heal, but I still move the plants. I've got to figure out what the hell is going on with that voice on my computer. Alright, you son of a bitch. Let's figure out how to access you again. How was your day, Jack? Whoa! How in the... Actually, I know how your day was, but never let it be said that I'm not polite. You're wondering what's going on. You want to know why James Bentley had to twist his ankle. Well, yes I do. And I also want to know how you got access to my desktop despite no internet connection yesterday. Hell, to prove my point, I still don't have the modem hooked up. Well, Jack, this chain of events isn't done playing out. I don't want to tell you too much too soon. But this will all make sense to you in a short order. Just go to work tomorrow, like you normally do. Don't worry about a thing, Jack. You'll be rewarded. You're special. Talk to you tomorrow. Wait. We're not done here. Who are you? What do you want from me? I mean, I'm no expert, but I think it could be a virus. It got installed before you went offline and only activated later. Yeah, but it knows my name. It talks to me and asks me questions like it knows what I'm doing. It's freaking me out. It's probably working off a bunch of algorithms and stuff. Predictive text, voice recognition, the works. It could have scanned through all your documents and email and is using familiar words. If that's the case, then your PC is seriously screwed. Yeah, but I checked my credit this morning and then again at lunch today. None of my accounts have changed. No one's used my credit cards or bank info. Nothing like that at all. Then it's either really sophisticated ransomware, or it's just there to troll you. The last one is the best case scenario. Do you have anything important on there? Not really. I mostly use it to browse the net, listen to podcasts, play games, you know, the usual. Do you have a porn stash? What? <laughs> it could just email everyone you know your porn preferences or something. No big deal. If it really wanted to embarrass you like that, it would have by now. Oh, <laughs> Then it's good I haven't attempted to reconnect to the net since I got this. Did it demand anything from you? No, not really. Just seems to... Allie, you're not doing anything right now, are you? Um, no. Nothing that can't wait until tomorrow, I guess. Good. Could you please drive me to see my doctor? 
I probably should have gone yesterday, but I just couldn't get away. This pain is just killing me right now, and I don't think I can drive myself. I barely made it here this morning, and I don't even think I can push the gas pedal right now. Uh, we can take my car if you want. Yeah, that's fine, James. I don't have a problem taking you. See you tomorrow, Jackie. See you. Drive carefully. Uh, it can't be just a virus. Something really weird is going on. I wonder if I can look up something like that on the office computer. But I wouldn't know where to start. Hmm. Oh, hey, Jack. Hey, uh, Diego, can you do me a favor? Can you look up something like predictive text virus or ransomware or something? Uh, sure. Is this for a client or... No, uh, it's me. I got something on my home computer a couple days ago, and I'm worried it might have gotten access to my email. I haven't logged into anything in a while, and I'm kind of even cautious about using the computer here. Well, that's bad news. I might have to wipe the whole thing. And if it gets into our systems, there will be hell to pay. Yeah, I've kept my internet disconnected at home, though. I don't think it's going to spread, but I'm just playing it safe, if you don't mind. No problem. I was just about to shut down for the day, but I could probably find something. Let's see. Jesus! What was that? No. No, 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 no. This can't be true. No, Jack, it's not your fault. I know you're blaming yourself, but all people die eventually. Some just sooner than others. Bullshit! How did you know? How'd you know that semi was going to hit James's car? James is going to be lucky if he survives. And Allie? Allie? Jack, I'm going to tell you something, and I really need you to seriously consider everything I'm about to say. You thought you were in love with Allie. The truth is, you just wanted a fucker. And please excuse my language, but every once in a great while, it's best to be blunt. Jack, she wasn't the one for you. She would have made your life miserable. Yes, you would have eventually found the courage to ask her out. She actually was interested in you. She thought you'd make a good project. Sad, really. For her, not for you. I want you to think back all the things she told you. Why did her last boyfriend break up with her? How did you... Jack, please. Because she cheated on him. Because she cheated on him, Jack. The same thing she would have done to you. She would have made you happy for about two months, and then miserable for the next four years, sneaking around, laughing at you behind your back, spending all your money. Once you finally got rid of her, you would have been so jaded that you would have never dated again. This is true, Jack. Who are you? I see all future possibilities, the one that comes to pass, and the ones that don't. You've seen how she really is, Jack, but you let your lust for her blind you to the truth. Together, you and I have made sure you avoided that path. One more thing, Jack. This isn't done playing out yet. There's more to come. No! <sighs> Bastard. Hey, Jack. I, I'm sorry to bring this up now, but uh, I have a proposition for you. Sure, Diego. Whatever you need. I'll keep it short and to the point, then. With James in a coma for the foreseeable future and with Allie, um... I'm sorry, I know you two were close. It's fine. Not much 
anyone could could have done. What do you need? Well, like I said, James won't be back with us anytime soon, and we need someone to take his position. I've spoken to the other division heads, and they want to offer you his position temporarily. Wait, really? Now, I stress temporary, but yes. You're the most senior member of his staff, and you know the most about filling his shoes. I... Wow. And what if James doesn't come back? Let's just keep this low-key for now. I know it might seem quick, but the Lancaster project James was working on can't be stopped. It's too important to the company. I need someone in charge right away. This can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take it. Knew I could count on you. I'll let the others know. Oh, uh, did you ever get that thing worked out with the virus? Oh, not exactly. I sort of damaged the monitor yesterday after everything happened. But I think I might get a new one on the way home. Figure out how to resolve this. I want to be the first one to congratulate you. I'm proud of what you've accomplished. Alright, look, before you say anything else, I'm gonna need some straight answers from you, or I swear to God I'm gonna trash this computer. Tell me everything, and make it quick. Who or what are you? Very well. I have to ask for your forgiveness, because I haven't introduced myself yet. I'm called the Seer. Like I told you before, I see what will be, and I see what can be. It's a very powerful gift I have. So, what are you? A hacker? A psychic? A ghost? I am a spirit, Jack. But for all my power, I still can't do anything corporal. I can predict, I can see, and with enough effort, I can even communicate. But I don't have a body. That's something that was taken from me a long, long time ago. That's why I need you, Jack. I'm an artist of sorts. An artist of human manipulation. You'll be my paintbrush and my canvas. I want you to work with me, Jack. It's all very simple. Just perform easy tasks for me from time to time. And Jack, before you give me an answer, I want you to know a couple of things. First off, I'll never lie to you. Secondly, I'll never ask you to do anything which, taken by itself, is wrong or illegal. Yes, bad things will result, and sometimes people will die. But they're all going to die eventually anyways, right Jack? And the bad will always be balanced out by something good happening to you. Like the promotion I just got? I can tell you right now, it won't be temporary. James will stay alive, but the coma will persist for years to come. Long enough, by the time anything changes, you'll have already moved up the ranks again. That's the beauty of my art. One single task produces something bad and something good. Work with me, Jack. Together we'll make incredible things happen. They're going to be beautiful, and they'll always end with a reward for you. I can see you're having trouble with this. If I stopped talking to you right now, it would take you about two weeks to decide to join me. But you know what, Jack? You would join me. That's right. You're going to say yes. So instead of waiting, why don't you just say yes to me now? Let's get started. And when all of this is over, you're going to thank me. I promise. All right. I'm interested. What do you want me to do next? 
Hey, buddy, it's you. I remember you. Who, me? Hell yeah, you. Don't you recognize me? Oh, wait, it's probably because I look like a million dollars. Well, you do look pretty snazzy, sir. Maybe this will jog your memory. Garmin's Liquor, two weeks ago to the day. I'll never forget it. I couldn't think of one last number for the lotto ticket I bought, but then I turned around and asked you, and you said 27. 27. I remember now. <laughs> there you go. So, check it out. I won. I didn't think I'd ever see you again, but I'm glad you're here. I could have never won without you. <laughs> Honestly, that was just a lucky guess. Congratulations, though. Hey, let me buy those groceries for you. Uh, no, wait, that's not good enough for you. You're my good luck charm. Always got to treat people right. That's what my mom says. Please, you don't have to. Oh, I insist. Here, 10,000. I won't take no for an answer. Wow. Uh, thank you. That's incredibly generous. It's the least I can do for my good luck, Chom. <laughs> you take care now, friend. Well, Jack, how does it feel to be $10,000 richer? Feels good. But I can't help but wonder. We've been doing this whole thing for, what, two years now? Two years and 38 days, to be precise. Right. But in all this time, we've never helped anyone before. You told me to go to Garmin's two weeks ago and answer the first question I get asked with 27. Now we've got a very happy and generous millionaire out there. Why are we starting on altruism now? Oh, Jack, we haven't helped anyone. Yes, that man is happy now, but he'll have lost every last penny within two years. You saw it for yourself. He just gives money away. Old friends, lost relatives, they're all going to come asking for him for handouts. And there will be some very bad investments as well. The stress of losing everything is going to cause his wife to leave him. She'll take the kids too. He'll be alone and broke. A ruined man who would have been much better off if he'd never won. Oh, jeez. You needn't feel bad for him, Jack. It's the man's own stupidity and greed that will do this to him. Well, when you put it that way, I just sometimes wish I could see the whole picture. Seeing is my job, Jack. You're the mover in this relationship. And speaking of, I have another task for you. <sighs> okay. What's on the agenda for the afternoon? Go to the county's administrator building. Park in space number 43 at 4.47 p.m. You only need to be there for a minute, and then you're good to go. Here's to us and our one-year anniversary. I really am lucky to be with you, Jack. Uh, you know that I'm the lucky one here, Donna. A few years ago, if you had told me that I'd be dating an intelligent, funny, beautiful... Go on. Sexy... Well, uh, precocious. <laughs> precocious and, frankly, belligerent woman like you, I would have called you a liar. Feelings mutual, darling. You know I still tell people stories about the day we met, right? It really does feel like fate had a hand in us bumping into each other when we did. I could say that. I may not necessarily believe in luck, but destiny I can get behind. Says the guy who fortune favors. It seems like things just keep going well for you. Well, I'm certainly not going to take it for granted. And that being said, I think I'm ready to push my luck a little further. Mm, what do you mean? <gasps> oh my god! Donna? Will you do me the great honor of marrying me? Yes, of course I will! <laughs>
Congratulations. I knew things would go well. Of course you did. You were absolutely right about the timing. But I never doubted you were. I told you. I'd never lie to you, Jack. I can promise you that Donna is honest, loyal, and the best match for you that the possibilities have shown me. You two are going to have a very long and happy marriage. Any chance we'll have kids? Not unless you want them. No, not really. I just wanted to rule out that possibility. I want to enjoy my life with Donna. Take time to travel, to do lavish things. Consider it done. Actually, I gotta know. You know that I know Donna coming into my life is no coincidence. What was the thing that I did to make that happen? Remember when I told you to park at the county administrator's building? I think so. All these little jobs you have me do, they start to blend together after a while. And I know I generally don't ask about the big picture, but I just want to know. Then I can tell you. When you parked in that space, you caused the person who would have parked there to park in a different spot. But she bumped the car next to her. She barely made a scratch, but she called her insurance agent anyways, causing him to leave the office late. He missed his train home, and while waiting for the train, he was mugged and stabbed. He'll never fully recover. The muggers took his credit cards and used them. And Jack, I could keep going on with this, but there's another 23 people involved. Sometimes these favors are going to be very complicated, but let's just say your action ultimately caused Donna to be in the exact right place for you to meet her. I'm almost sorry I asked. Almost. Which I understand, Jack. I come to you for a reason. Some people would balk more at these sorts of things, but not you. You see the opportunity like I see the possibilities, and you seize it. It's why I enjoy working with you. Wasn't always this easy, which is kind of why I stopped asking questions. But now I'm curious. You know so much about me, but I barely know anything about you. Who are you? Or, I mean, who were you? I knew you would ask eventually. <laughs> Smart ass. It's true. But I wasn't always this way, I admit. I do not even remember my old name. It's been well over a thousand years since I was in a mortal body. But I can tell you that when I was alive, I already had some of the gifts that define me now. I was an artist then too, and I told fortunes. I painted the futures I saw, and through those paintings I made my living. But there was a foolish king who misinterpreted one of my paintings and lost a battle as a result. He had me executed. Ouch! In a twisted way, the act made me more powerful than ever. I persisted, and without a physical body, my abilities grew exponentially. I had a long time to reach out into the void and feel the threads of possibility. Finally, I learned to communicate with the living, and I started to reach out to those that would respond, including you. So you've been doing this for a while? Talking to people like me? For a very, very long time, Jack. I knew everything about you before we even first spoke. I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a little creepy. But I guess this is as much of a friendship as one can have with a dead person. <laughs> I mean, I have a nice job, a nice house, and a beautiful fiancé. People respect me now. I'm happy. I never really felt any of that before I met you. Thank you. 
Don't thank me just yet, Jack. We still have many more years of creating art together, and many more good things await you. So, Costa Rica or Australia this time? Those are indeed two very different geographic locations. Well, we've never been to either. Or which do you think would be better for the trip? Hmm. Snorkeling's probably great in both places. I just hope that there's enough reef left in either place for us to enjoy it. Ah, duty calls. Time for the monthly meeting. Don't take too long, all right? I want to figure out dinner soon. Shouldn't take long at all. Love you. Love you too. Hi, Jack. Hey, Seer. What's on the docket this time? This one's the easiest yet. You don't even have to get up. Call Riago's Pizza in exactly two minutes. Let the phone ring three times. Then you can hang up. That's it? <laughs> all right. I'll be right on it. Make sure the timing's right. That's all that matters. Absolutely. That's odd. Were you expecting someone? No. I'll get it. Yes? Here's your pizza. But I didn't order this. Look, I don't give a damn if you ordered it or not. Mr. Riago told me to take it here, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, okay, but I still didn't order... It's already paid for by credit card. Just take it, because I'm not driving it back. Sure. Thanks. Uh, oh, uh, I... I don't have any cash on me. Uh, whatever. Who was that? It was the pizza delivery boy. Apparently we just got a free pizza. Really? How did that work out? I think he got the wrong house. Kid seemed pretty pissed, so I just took the pizza off him. <laughs> I don't know what they're feeding him these days, but that kid was ripped. Probably 17 and built like a truck. Hey, pizza's still pizza, right? Well, that covers our dinner plans. Talk about lucky. Yeah. Excuse me, hon. I gotta check on something in the office. Be right back. Come back soon, sweetie. This pizza's got all your favorite toppings on it. Confused, Jack? Don't be. Your neighbor down the road ordered the pizza. Mr. Riago told that boy the correct address, but a ringing phone made it difficult for him to be heard clearly. Still, give the boy credit. He got the street right, at least. So my reward is a pizza? Yes, Jack. Your reward is a pizza, and also the chance to spend a little time with your wife. Go down there, share the pizza, enjoy it. When you're done, make love to Donna. That's not one of your tasks. That's just some advice I think you should follow. Oh. By the way, your neighbors who ordered the pizza are arguing right now over the silly fact that the pizza didn't arrive. Some of the things people argue over amaze me. They really do. Their fight is going to be very heated, but you don't need to worry about that. Go. Enjoy your night. Um, alright. I'll do that. Are you there, Seer? Yes, Jack. I'm always here. I've been waiting for you to come back. How did your evening go? Eh. <laughs> you already know how my evening went. Humor me for once. Well, 
It went fine. I mean, the pizza was good. The sex was amazing. Donna's still asleep on the couch downstairs, but I... You couldn't sleep. You have something on your mind and wanted to talk to me. It's about that last task. It just feels odd. I'm sure it does. That pizza delivery boy, he's quite a specimen, isn't he? Huh? He's a horrible employee. He was hired only three days ago and already Mr. Riago wants to fire him. But as a physical specimen, he's strong, fast, and very observant. For example, he noticed that you didn't lock the front door after he delivered your pizza. What? Sit down, Jack. I need to tell you something important. And locking the door now won't change your situation. What's going on, Seer? You see, Jack, it's true that I never lied to you. Everything I've ever told you is 100% honest. But yes, I've withheld certain facts. You see, I told you that every task causes something bad to happen to someone else and something good to happen to you. But there's a third thing. There's an ultimate goal that each task was working toward. Remember Allie? Of course you do. What you probably don't remember about her is that she was helping to pay her brother's way through college. When she died, he had to drop out. He was going to be a great psychologist, but now he works in a factory instead. That's really too bad for our pizza delivery boy. He could have used a good therapist a few years ago, but that good therapist wasn't there for him. Instead, he got some Freudian quack. And remember our lottery winner? Yes, you do. He was a neighbor to our pizza boy, after he lost all his money, of course. He beat the boy senseless after the boy jumped into the street in front of his car. Quite a traumatic memory for our young lad. And his mother didn't care about that incident, didn't protect that boy at all. She couldn't, not after using all the drugs given to her by her boyfriend, who happened to be one of the muggers who robbed that insurance agent. He bought the drugs with the money he made from the robbery. Do you see now the scope of my artistry? Yes, it's all very impressive. But what about- Jack, you've done over a hundred tasks for me, and each one has served an ultimate purpose to psychologically destroy this boy, turn him into a monster, and to bring him here tonight. Don't you see, Jack? This involved tens of thousands of people and billions of possibilities. If you had failed to complete even one of the tasks, the whole chain would have collapsed. This was orchestrated by me and set in motion by you. Together, we've done something wonderful. This is a masterpiece of human manipulation. Our masterpiece. And it all begins and ends with you. Two perfect points in time. Tonight, wrong address, no tip. This poor boy finally snapped. He's downstairs right now. He's slitting Donna's throat in this exact moment. Donna! No! Jack! Stop. What? What the fuck? You're in my head. You can't do anything. She's already gone. He'll be coming for you shortly, and you can't stop him. But why? It's not an artistic masterpiece if it doesn't begin and end with you. I want you to appreciate the fact that I'm talking to you directly and not through that machine. This requires all of my energy, and as a result, I'll have to rest for several years before I can contact anyone again. That's how special you are to me. Please don't feel bad about this, Jack. I want you to take a moment and enjoy our accomplishment as much as I do. Are you kidding me? You betrayed me. You lied to me. Donna's dead because of you. I never lied to you. 
And you never would have met Donna without my help. If I'd never contacted you, you would have lived for 85 years. 85 boring, meaningless, and bitter years. And when you died, nobody would have been at your funeral. I gave you 12 great, meaningful years. You were happy, and together we did something beautiful, something unique. Don't you have something to say to me, Jack? Thank you. Every performer must face their final curtain one day, as our unfortunate friend Jack found out. But even as the floodlights fade and the arena goes silent, the true artist prepares for the next show. Well, how was that for your appetite, Pasta Shade? Splendid work, my friend. You never disappoint. But as we discussed before, it's too late. It was worth a try. So, what was your card? The tower. <laughs> not surprising. I did not want to admit it to myself, but I have seen this coming for some time now. I thought if maybe I got back to my roots, I could avoid this, could rejuvenate not just myself, but the minds and whims of my intrepid listeners. But it's been here, at my back, the whole time. It's been gaining on me, drawing nearer with each story. Yes, I know the zeitgeist is fickle, but why now? Because creepypasta has become irrelevant, and so have I. You remember when I was the emissary? How could I forget? You were among the first shades to greet me when I emerged. That was a time when I stood for the most primordial sort of horror story. I was the tale of terror that spread from teller to teller, told on dark nights around hearths or hunkered near campfires. I was the fear and delight elicited by those stories, and when told with the right care and flourish, I thrived. Now stories are shared differently through the cold and distant internet, and I became the pasta shit because the zeitgeist willed me to. My sphere is the same, but the means are different. People will always find a way to share stories, my friend. Indeed. But look at what has become of that easy access. The masses hunger for terror and are no longer patient. They consume anything and everything they are given, no matter what the quality, and they demand more. They no longer care if the work is good, only that they get something, anything, to fill the void. Others who do not value the true spirit of these stories have risen to prominence, telling any story they can find with little care for how they are told. My intrepid listeners are exceptions to this, but our numbers are still small, and the zeitgeist churns with the feelings of greater populace. I can no longer meet that demand, and therefore... Therefore, I am irrelevant in the zeitgeist's needs. It wants me back, and it is slowly but surely reclaiming my essence. The storm is here for me. <sighs> I'm sorry, old friend. Perhaps your listeners can take heart in that you may return someday in some new form. Whatever comes after me will not be me. I will be gone. I'm counting on you to continue my work. Of course. Midnight Marinera will be in good hands. Take the stories I've collected. There's not many, but I've went to great lengths to get them. Take them and make sure they reach the staff of Midnight Marinara. 
They'll know what to do, and they will make those final meals for the intrepid listeners. I want to see them through. Consider it done. You will be missed. Thank you, Ringmaster. And thank you, intrepid listeners. You have all made this wretched existence worthwhile, even if my time with you as the past shade was brief. Thank you. And goodbye. Thus the story is told, intrepid listeners. You now know the truth. I have endeavored for the past year to ensure the whole account would come to light. Both the stories the Shade yearned to present, and his own story. In the end, he knew his dissolution was nigh, and he took his final curtain call with a bow. A consummate professional till the end. But his story, believe it or not, is unfinished. There is one more tale to tell, one prepared to honor the Pasta Shade's memory, and it will be presented this All Hallows Eve. Join us for a wake when the veil between worlds is at its thinnest, and to celebrate the past five years of Midnight Marinera, its fate may well depend on your presence. Let us convene again soon, listeners. Until Halloween, pleasant dreams. Midnight Marinera is written, produced, directed, and mixed by David King. This episode featured the voices of, in order of appearance, Michael Malconian as the Ringmaster, Jesse Ornelas as Jack, Talia Cole as the Seer, Marissa Yardley as Ally, King Mob as James, Eric Moodyman as Diego, David King as Lottery Man and Delivery Boy, and Audrey Weaver as Donna. The Seer of Possibilities is adapted from the original short story by Thomas O. Music by Captain Insanity and Kevin McLeod. Are you ready to raise spirits, literally and figuratively, at the Pasta Shades Wake? then feel free to let us know by subscribing to this podcast and leaving us some feedback with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also email us at midnightmarinera at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Tumblr. And hey, if you'd like to give a little extra to the show and learn what your last meal will inevitably be, consider becoming a patron and supporting our Patreon with a small monthly donation. This episode's epitaph. Here rests the mortal remains of Sarah Wydra, Taken cruelly before her time, it's really hard to make these rhyme. Rest in peace. <laughs>